Welcome to the Peak Performance Greatness Show. I'm Christopher Dedan, founder and CEO of Devian Enterprises, Inc. We are committed to optimize people's performance with tools such as peak performance speaking, coaching, and consulting programs for a worldwide international community. We believe that the only difference between where you are and where you want to be is acquiring the knowledge you need and consistently utilizing that knowledge to become a peak performing individual in every area of your life. Stick around until the end of the show where we will reveal how you can become the next guest on the fastest growing inspirational educational podcast on the planet in 20 to 30 minutes. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Peak Performance Greatness Show. I am your host, Christopher Dedian, and today we have Jim Lee, who is a real estate syndicator at Formosa Investing. Jim, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me, Chris. Man, it is such a pleasure having you on the show. I'm really excited to dive into everything that has to do with the real estate world and more specifically the syndication side, uh, because not a lot of people understand that ideology. People understand real estate as I buy, flip, clean up and all that stuff. But there's a whole other world that people are going to when it comes to investing in a way that's more passive, right? But before going into all that, because we're going to geek out for a second here, I give a small introduction of who you are. Do you mind unpacking that of who you are, what you do on a daily basis and beyond? Sure. So I graduated from uh, um, UCLA with an economics degree back in 2010. And right out of college, I started working at LoopNet CoStar. Um, for those that don't know about LoopNet, it's basically for, um, it's a Zillow for commercial real estate. Mm -hmm. And so from there, I kind of learned um, everything there is to know about real estate by talking to real estate investor, agents, brokers, you know, uh, lenders, property managers. And I've just learned a lot, um, just picking their brains and understand the importance of having multiple stream of income. And um, and that's when I decided to save up, purchase my first two bedroom, one bathroom condo. Um, not soon after that, uh, I became a realtor, you know, wanting to source and find my own deals and also make a career out of it because I've always loved real estate. Um, and so uh, a couple years later, um, find out I wasn't a good fit for being a realtor. <laughs> and during lockdown, I couldn't do anything as a realtor. And that's when I started to educate myself about syndication, just exploring different ways of making money through real estate. Okay. Jim, I, I love that approach and the way they kind of went about it. I want to highlight one part of your journey and we're going to go into more in depth with everything else. The part that obviously you had a passion about real estate and the kind of logical step is let me be a real estate broker. Let me figure it out through there. Let me find my own deals in a certain sense and beyond. Now, the reason why I want to highlight this is because a lot of people that want to get into real estate investing go down that route. Some people succeed at it. They love it. And others do not. But it's rare that we speak about the reason do not, and they just go on the investing side. And for you, like you mentioned, it wasn't a fit for you in that end. Do you mind unpacking that a bit more? Why that was? What did you see on that end? And how are you still finding your deals and not being a broker? Did you see a difference in you were seeing more deals when you were a broker, when you were essentially on the field, or are you actually doing better investing now because you could concentrate just on the investing side of the business? I think uh, the path that I it took for me to get become a syndicator it was all just great learning experience for my own personal reason right um i can kind of elaborate on that what i mean by that is the, is that um 
Um, so I came from an inside sales background. All mm-hmm. I did was stay in the office, make deals, collect credit cards over the phone. I never had to f- meet people face to face because I'm a, I'm a big introvert. You know, I'm a very shy person. You know, and so <clears throat> when I transitioned to become a realtor, it was really hard for me to break through that. Um, that face-to-face, that mm. outside sales component of it. And I had to really get comfortable being uncomfortable. And I was stuck doing what I used to do, which is stay in the office and making dials. And all I did was just call a bunch of absentee owner to see if they would w- be willing to sell real estate or rental properties, you know? And that's what I did as a realtor. And that's not the most effective way. And I learned that, you know, the hard way, right? Because once I became a syndicator, I, I I finally understand the importance of go putting yourself out there and network. Because you're you hear this all the time, your network is your net worth, and it's I I can't agree with that more. Because as a syndicator, I'm always constantly going traveling to you know Florida, Texas, all over the state to meet other syndicator, network with like like minded people, and you know find potential business partners and deals. Okay. So I I love the things that you mentioned over here. And I want to highlight it for our viewers and our listeners. I truly do believe the first step to becoming a high achieving individual entrepreneur is self-awareness. And the fact that you have a self-awareness to say, Hey, you know what? Maybe I'm more introvert because I have a background of doing it on the phone, uh, going out of my comfort zone and meeting people is not necessarily the best way to go about it for me. And you saw that that is the way you have to go about it. That realization created what you are doing right now. So number one thing I want to mention If you are anybody as an entrepreneur, as a person, the number one thing you have to have self-awareness to do so that's self-evaluation, auto-evaluation. It's a scary place to look yourself in the mirror and be like, okay, these are my strengths. These are my flaws. People don't want to do that. So I really like congratulate you for doing that and noticing and then pivoting towards that. And the other part that you mentioned in regards to uh, your network is your network. 100% that's correlated and true. And it's not just for real estate or for any industry. That's what business is, is human connections. And granted, through COVID, like you were mentioning previously, we kind of lost touch of that human aspect. But any business is connecting with people. I love the fact that you are willing to get on a plane and travel the United States to meet like-minded individuals that could help you out within the syndication. Now, if we correlate that, once you understood this, you went into syndication. Do you mind explaining what is syndication for our viewers that maybe do not know what that is? What are some advantages of going down that route compared to, like I was previously mentioning, buying a property, flipping it, holding it beyond? Sure. So what I specialize is multifamily syndication. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell you it, a syndication is basically a partnership between investors who pool their resources into a single investment. Um, this lets you invest in multi-million dollar deals like multifamily or you know properties or commercial any commercial prop buildings basically. Um, syndications eliminate much of the risk while sharing the upside. The property generates an income and that just gets split amongst the investors and the GP gets a cut of it as well for managing the deal. And when I refer when I say GP, I mean general partner, mm-hmm. and the investors are considered limited partner LPs. Um, why, why I got into this space, I think that was your next question, right? Is because I think, um, you can build real estate portfolio by acquiring single family residents one by one, but it's not scalable, right? Um, when you, when you target a hundred plus unit apartment building, you're able to build, um, you know, 
you can fo- if you just focus on the pre- appreciation alone, multifamily builds wealth f- much faster, and you're able to attract higher caliber people to to work for you. You know, real estate agent, lender, property manager. Um, when you buy a hundred units versus one single family resident. Uh, on top of that, you know, we can go down talking about leverage, cash flow. It's 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 on a bigger scale, right? It's you're, you're gonna make more cash flow. You're gonna be able to leverage more money, use other people's money, the bank's money, to to uh, you know amplify your returns. And then there's the demand affordability issues that we're we're having, housing shortage, which you know makes multifamily even more attractive. And then lastly, you know the tax advantage. You just can't beat tax benefits, right? The depreciation, the tax, the double deductible mortgage interest rate. And every time you refinance, you don't have to pay any tax on that money that you pulled out. So that's why I decided to get into this space. Yeah. I, I love the way that you broke that down. It makes perfect sense and how you kind of explained the syndication because essentially syndication doesn't really matter what type of door it is or what kind of property it is. It's just a, a grouping of many properties, like you said, with investors, which are primary investors and uh, limited investors that are just there for the cash flow aspect behind it. But it is a great way of investing, especially if you're in a Connex career, uh, but you want your uh, some of your capital to be in real estate. I love that approach in itself. And you mentioned one thing in, in regards to obviously, you know, buying properties and so on and so forth. And I want to correlate that to the aspect of right now what's happening. So right now, as we're recording this podcast, it's March 9th. And the last several months, uh, mortgage rates have been significantly going up uh, in North America, in Canada, including the United States. And that has been playing a huge role in the cash flow aspect because it's harder to get money. Where have you seen that play a role in regards to the real estate aspect? Is it uh, more far few in between people buying properties? How do you see it going? What are some of your projections? And obviously, we're talking about in air quotes over here projections, so we can't you know have a crystal ball. But where do you see real estate going in the future, uh, like six months from now to a year? Well, it just depends on you head on the spot, uh, the interest rate, right? It, it seems like the Fed isn't going to drop the interest rate anytime. And it seems like it's going to go for the rest of this year. So you can expect that, you know, the price is going to stay stagnant or go down. Um, I don't perceive the housing market to crash like a lot of people because, again, there's shortage housing and there's a demand for it. And plus, if people are not able to buy at this interest rate, it's harder to buy. Right. It's it's um, you're going exp- to you're going to have more people renting. So that that creates even more demand for for renting. So, um, you know, they, I feel like this. um like I'll I'll tell you an example for for the syndication that we're in, we're getting, you know, a couple percentage loan to value less than before the 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 year before, and so essentially what we have to do is just to, um, at, uh, raise more capital to have more reserves, right, for the downturn. But not only that, we also buy rate caps, you know. So the deal that I'm currently syndicating, uh, we have a fixed rate for uh, 6.12% for three years. So that's something that, you know, there's always options out there um, to kind of, you know, help you navigate through this environment. I do believe that in real estate, you know, market goes up, down, left, right, or center. The basis of it, every single human being needs a roof over their head uh, to live and sleep. So it's just being 
eloquent to understand the market and moving accordingly. So like you said, there are things out there. You just have to inform yourself a bit more and maybe just understand as well, if this side is going up, maybe I could do the rental. If rental is not working, hey, maybe buy or whatever the cases be uh, uh, approaching it in a certain way. Uh, so Jim, this show is called the Peak Performance Greatness Show. And I truly believe that everybody has high levels of greatness and peak performance within their lives. And you seem like you're somebody that's successful and you've won from one career to another and you kind of uh, built what you're you're building right now. So my question to you is, what are some of the daily habits and rituals that you do on a daily basis for Jim to be a peak performing individual? Daily habits? Um, so I wake up, I would say any anytime between 5 to 6 a.m. every day. Um, I'm not an early bird, but I do that just because, so I can have my peace to do mm. all the things I want to do to, for, you know, to, to start the day off on a good note. So what I do is I read for an hour, um, and then I exercise for an hour mm. and, and then, um, if I have time, typically I meditate for about 20 to 30 minutes. I'm still practicing that. <laughs> not that great. Um, and so that's, that, those are the, the key things that I do every day. And I try to create that habit of breaking it. Um, I even do it on weekends too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are my daily habits. Nice. And a follow-up question that, do you see a difference when you do it compared to when you not do it in regards to how you are within your business day and results and energy? Where's the, the correlating factor on that end for you? Oh yeah, absolutely. Everything is relative. <laughs> um, when I don't, especially when I don't exercise, I just feel sluggish. I don't mm -hmm. feel as energetic. I don't feel as positive, you know, and I, I don't feel like the, the, is, the, the flow is just different versus when you actually put in that effort in the morning and wake yourself up and, <clears throat> You know, I think there's a, it does, it definitely does make me more efficient when I exercise. And I think that's why I put it at the very beginning of my day rather than the end. Cause I used to do that at the end. I truly love that. And you are right that putting it in the beginning of the day, if you could permit that in your schedule, hundred percent more valuable, because honestly, the hardest part of your day is done. And not only that, you have a positive momentum. And if you have that positive momentum, it's going to leverage to so much more. So when you get in the office, let's say 830 after doing waking up at 630, like you said, you're reading a book, doing your meditation, doing your uh, workouts the moment that you need to pick up that uh, phone to prospect, call a client, it doesn't seem as big or as a friction because you've done so much already and that leverages compounds throughout your day within success. So I truly love that you kind of highlighted that uh, on that end. Jim, I have a couple of questions here before uh, uh, we end this podcast. My next one is, like I said, it's obvious that you're, you're successful. You've created a, a great business for yourself and you know where you're going with that. Even as well, like you, you kind of loosely mentioned that you had a... Uh, an opportunity or you had the, the chance to win a 50k for being one of the top salespeople in your industry previously which is no small feat over here and my question is as human beings we learn a lot from our failures to be quite honest but we don't only learn from our failures we learn from other people's failures or obstacles they have to overcome so my question to you is what is something in your business right now that you're having a hard time with or you're looking at optimizing and what are you going to do to fix that or make it more efficient? Yeah, so um, I would say as a business owner, entrepreneur, I think the hardest part is to delegate the task. Well, at least mm. in my the stage I'm in right now. 
because you know you you're so good at doing everything on your own um you spend countless hours you think about you think it through and you master your craft and now you have to delegate these tasks to people um and i think that's the hardest part is letting go right um you can't do everything on your own there's no way if you want to build an empire <laughs> you need help you need other yes. people's help and you, and 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 by pushing by delegating these tasks it's something that I just have to, it's a skill set I have to learn to hold each one of my team member accountable for what I'm expecting. Jim, I love the fact that you're highlighting that because that is far from being you, the only person that kind of deals with that. Being a professional speaker and a top tier uh, peak performance coach, and I have amazing CEOs that I, I, I coach on a daily basis, a lot of them, it's that structure of leaving that ideology, the solopreneur, like you said, doing everything and doing it my way towards when the business grows, you have to hire, not only have to hire, but then you have to start delegating the work and approaching it in a way that it makes sense. Because like you mentioned, if you want to go further, faster, it's not by doing it alone. It's by teaming up. It's by giving a piece of the pie to other people. And it's by delegating the work and allowing them to do their work in the best way that they're able to do while they're doing other things within the business. So I love the fact that you highlighted that. That is definitely something to look into and develop in regards to delegation and so on. Uh, so Jim, my last question for you, people are listening to you. They're finding you sharp. They want to connect with you, potentially know a bit more about the syndication. If they have a couple extra dollars and be like, hey, I want to invest in real estate, where's the best place to contact you and your team? Yeah, they can uh, check out my website at formosainvesting.com. On there, they can download a free ebook that I just wrote. It's about only 20 pages long, very short read. It's about my you know real estate journey, uh, the mistakes I made, and how overcoming these obstacles created a path for me to become a, a real estate syndicator. Um, and then they can also check me out on so any social media links, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram at Formosa Investing. That is amazing, Jim. Everything you mentioned will be in the show notes below. It was such a pleasure having you on the show and I wish you nothing but success. Thank you, Chris, for having me. Christopher Dedian here. Thank you so much for listening to the Peak Performance Fitness Show. If you're a successful entrepreneur or entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, please visit our website at peakperformancegreatness.com. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot of your phone, text it to a friend, or post it on the socials. If you know somebody that could be a great guest, please tag them on social media to let them know about this program and don't forget to include the hashtag Peak Performance Greatness. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We regularly put out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episode, go ahead and click that subscribe button. Your thumbs up, rating, and review go a long way to help us promote this show and it would mean a lot to me as well as my team. You want to know more? Go ahead and visit our website at peakperformancegreatness.com or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or my YouTube channel at Christopher Didier. Thank you for listening. We will see you next time. Have a blessed and grateful day.